mama, not the 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 mama. You do that one more time and I'm going to throw you across the room. Hello, welcome to Not The Mama with Auntie Julia. I am your host, Auntie Julia, and today is a special news and views version of the pod um, coming to you on a Tuesday instead of our normal Thursday. I just wanted to check in because we didn't have our regularly scheduled episode last week. I have been dealing with some personal health issues that I had to get under control, Um, plus it's, uh, we're sort of doing a revamp of all aspects of the pod, so just getting that organized and everything has got us a little off whack this month, so I just thank you for hanging in there and tuning in, um, but I, there are some things that have been going on, um, that feel like they need to be talked about, um, sooner rather than later, um, so I'm coming to you today with just a little mini news and views episode, Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is something that you all might have noticed a few weeks ago, um, going viral on social media and news, um, websites, different blogs were posting about it. Um, and so, uh, it's definitely important to our discussion at Not The Mama, but, uh, you may have seen or read about the CDC report, Center for Disease Control in the U.S., report that came out, um, saying that Americans were having fewer babies and not keeping up with birth rate replacements. Um, I read about it on, I can't tell you how many different websites, and it seems like every six months or so, the news is telling us, like, to be alarmed. It's always... Um, you know, capital letters, exclamation points, that women aren't having enough babies. And this time was interesting because if you looked at the way different sites were titling uh, these stories, um, they spoke volumes about sort of what they wanted you to take away from it. So for instance, on today, their title for this breakdown of the CDC report was U.S. women aren't having enough babies to replace population. And then NBC News was more general and it said Americans aren't having enough babies to replace population. So obviously, number one, I take issue with the framing of it that American women aren't having um, enough babies because obviously that puts the responsibility to have children solely off of the female um, population, which is bullshit because you actually can't, it's not possible. I'm sure there are plenty of women out there who would love to make babies without men being involved. Um <laughs> But then when you dig into it a little bit more further, there, like, all of these articles are trying to come up with reasons why this is, like, kind of a nightmare state, even though most of the reasonings for why the birth rate is falling are due to really good things. For instance, the teen pregnancy rate has significantly dropped, which is huge, 
children are not having children because girls are getting access to education and information to help them make firm decisions for themselves at younger ages to prevent unwanted pregnancies. Then another reason for the decreased birth rate is unintended pregnancies in general are down because women are in general finding ways to access birth control or just not have sex or they're doing whatever they need to do um, in order to not have kids when they don't want to. So two reasons off the top that are incredibly reasonable and should be seen as triumphs for our culture. Um, I see nothing wrong with either of those things and that's not anything to do with my own personal stance to be child free. It just seems like, yeah, we don't want kids to have children when they're kids themselves. I think we all agree on that for the most part. I don't know who doesn't. Um, and yeah, women should be able to make choices for their bodies about when they want to have kids and when they don't. So fewer unintended pregnancies means they're doing just that. Women are taking advantage of the resources and modern technology in order to um, make their lives the way they want their own lives to be. Then most of these articles, of course, delve into why what women are doing, you know, and like all these fear tactics with, well, part of the reason why the birth rate is down is because women are choosing education and career before marriage and family. Again, I don't see anything wrong with that, but that gets more into a political worldview um, where I do understand that people would disagree with me. Um, not all crazy, all crazy things, in my opinion, but great, wonderful things. Um, sorry, that is a little bit confusing. Crazy to me to think that women delaying pregnancy and marriage in order to get educated and have a career would be seen as a problem. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but again, not a real problem because we all know that the cost to raise children nowadays is so excruciatingly high and expensive. You most often do need a double income in order to have your kids. So again, a good thing, people are making responsible decisions. But of course, they tra they turn this in, they, the media, turns it into a fear tactic where they're saying women are waiting because they think, you know, they're able to freeze their eggs and IVF is more popularized and attainable and because they're working they have money and resources in order to pay for these advancements but they might not know that it's not that easy and you, and you don't just get to have kids when you want to have kids because your fertility decreases every year that passes you know it's all just fear tactics again aimed at women because there's no mention of why you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but I think like if men were more plugged into this conversation, we'd find out that there are reasons that are based on the male attitude towards having kids. Maybe they're wanting to wait. Maybe they're not, you know, wanting to get married right away either, you know. And I think we think of that as just being like, well, duh, what guy does want to get married? But that's not true. It's the That's been the core 
basic move of Americans for a long time to get married and have children. And that's very much been a male patriarchal value as well. So to say that this is all on the women's aspect and all because women are, you know, not making the right choices or or they're too educated almost, it just seems wildly absurd to me. Um, then I did take a deeper dive into the actual report because um, I had seen on Twitter some women of color activists, a- activists who were like, uh, this report is also racist as fuck because... It's actually the replacement rate for birth rate or for children is up in uh, Utah and South Dakota, but only for white women. And that was duplicated and reprinted on so many of these, um, you know, freak out email or freak out blog posts and news reports. But when you actually read the report and they call it total fertility rate, so TFR for short, Uh, The TFR for black women who are non-Hispanic was up in 2017 in 12 states. There's no mention of these other 12 states, just uh, Utah and South Dakota, which are very white places. Um, And then it was up for Hispanic women in 2017 in 29 states. That's over half of the U.S. So we are replacing ourselves and we are keeping up with birth rates just not white women. I think this goes to show, um, you know, the what the media is pumping as, you know, what true America looks like is white and that's de- declining and we need to freak out about it. Um, and also just, you know, there is a certain level of white privilege involved in making your choice about when you're, you know, getting access to family planning um, one, uh, some of the um, reports that I read cited the states who didn't um, accept the Medicaid expansion when uh, Obama passed universal health care or, you know, the Affordable Care Act, not universal health care. That would be a dreamland. But the states that chose not to um, take the Medicaid expansion to help pay for that, um, you know, women in those states don't have access to family planning services. So, you know, the unintended pregnancies, of course, are going to be, you know, more prevalent there. Um, So it's all just sort of this gross mishmash of racism and misogyny that's all wrapped up into blaming women and disregarding growth in non-white communities, which I just think is wild because it's not all doomsday. We are replacing ourselves. It's just the makeup of America is changing, and I, for one, don't find that to be terrible. Um, you know, I if I hope all women have access to, you know, family planning and to birth control and to the health care that they need and then to the support that they will need once they do have their children. Um, you know, so that's something that I think needs to be discussed more and talked about more clearly. But in my opinion, this is all just like a bunch of bullshit, uh, made to freak people out. Um, and honestly, I feel proud in my choice to be child free. 
And the more I delve into this topic, the further we go with this podcast, the more I'm proud of my decision. And um, I feel like I just want to know more women and men who are like me and like-minded and expand the conversation. And, you know, in 20 years, I think we'll see that we're all okay, (laughs) you know, just because the American family size and definition of who and what constitutes a family has changed. Um, so that was kind of a long-winded thing. But if you did see any of these articles and if people know that you're child-free or, I, you know, I don't know, this is like a great way of starting these conversations in your daily lives because, as I said, the stuff does come up about every six months. When I was Googling to pull up all of these articles, I realized that the last wave of these happened in July, and I think we did talk about them on the podcast a little bit. Um, So I'm going to kind of keep monitoring that to see when the next wave of hysteria comes through to try to freak us all out into having kids now and not waiting because of our shriveled up eggs or in our ovaries are dying and will be worthless by the time we're 45, you know, I mean, that 45 is generous. I don't know if any of you out there watch Vanderpump Rules, but uh, Sheena Shea, or Sheena Marie, I guess she's going by now that she got divorced, uh, she froze her eggs. And kudos to her for making it public. You know, um, it's a personal thing. It's a personal decision. So it's one that she wanted to make. Um, but, of course, there's all this, like, she Sheena's not a very endearing person, and so people like to hate on her a lot, myself included, to be quite frank. But um, this, you know... When people are going to, I never write things online to people. I just don't find it to be worth my time. And I think it's also incredibly rude and disrespectful when someone shares any type of private thing to come at it in your own, like, manipulative lens. But people were yelling at her because Sheena's about my age. I think she's like 34 or 35 Um, and they were like, it was like across the board. It was like, oh, you're an idiot. You should have frozen your eggs sooner. Your eggs aren't going to be viable anymore, blah, blah, blah. Or, um, you moron, women in their 20s and 30s don't have to freeze their eggs. You're freaking people out, you know. Or not every woman has access, you know. And she was not trying to, I think, become the leader of the freezing your egg movement, But it's something that's more and more popularized, so it just makes sense that people on reality television are going to start hawking that shit now, too, you know? Um, But, yeah, all of this, like, fear-mongering and, you know, it it will work out. And if it doesn't work out and you really want to be a parent, you'll adopt or you'll find value in the children in your life already. I don't know. It's just people just need to stop blaming women, putting it on women, you know, we can't, it's like we can't do anything right, and yet nothing is being asked of men ever, Um, and that kind of pulls me into my next little thing, and I'm not going to talk a lot about this, but I just want it out there on the record, fuck those douchebag kids in D.C. who are harassing the indigenous uh, marchers, I mean, that was just fucking disgusting and deplorable, um, in their red fucking MAGA hats. It's like, 
and then to come out with this bullshit PR thing, I guess his mother is some VP of some big company and they hire, I mean, they're all rich kids, you know, and then to top it off, they were there for the March for Life. And I just think it really does sum up like who is outspoken about anti-choice and who like it's always these extremely right wing Catholic Christian organizers and you know again I'm making my statement because I know a lot of people out there might be listening who consider themselves to be progressive pro-lifers these are the people that you have to combat if you want to really be able to claim that title as for real Um, because you're being represented by racists and misogynists um, and these kids, these white teen boys are just, in my opinion, what defines the anti-choice movement. A bunch of people who are uneducated on the topic, who have no real stake in it on any level, um, and who also actively proclaim these racist, capitalist, just douchebag other other feel I mean wearing MAGA hats like it was a mob of hideousness and I will say you know I mentioned the one main kid's mother um the thing that annoyed me about it was first people were like who are their mothers what they'll they'll be so ashamed of these boys these mothers which first of all it's like why do we always first say who is your mother who's your fucking father you know I mean god you're a boy it's more likely that that person should have more influence in your life in in the quote-unquote stereotypical fashion of thought process about who raises kids but no of course blame the mothers but then also yeah fuck your mothers because they're the ones that put these kids on these buses to go to this stupid march for life and it's like this is what you get and this is what you're known for Um, so that's sort of my rant and feelings about that. You know, God, fuck them. That's just what I have to say. Um, no, we're not all perfect. Sure, they're fucking young, but the, that statement says all you need to know about who this kid already is. And again, all of us who are choosing not to have children, we're not creating these little beasts. So you're welcome everyone. (laughs) That's all I have to say. I'm not blaming only the mothers. Um, Fuck your fathers too. But anyway, um, sorry, this is so aggressive. I didn't mean for it to be so intense, but this is just coming out of me. It's not written down. Um, Anyway, so thank you for listening to this news and views. I just wanted to update you all to encourage you to keep reading Selfish, Shallow, and Self-Absorbed by Megan Dom. Our episode next week is going to be a really fun convo with me and one of our listeners about our thoughts and feelings after finishing the book. Um, So I hope you get excited about that. And even if you haven't read it, hopefully you'll listen and um, get some good perspective on what it's about. And it will just further our conversation for the podcast anyway, which is the whole point of the book club. Um, So um, I also just want to encourage you, please, please, please tell your friends to tune in. Um, You know, I know it's a hard thing to talk about because I'm trying to create this community in this space that hasn't really 
been created before. And I know there are resources and groups online and stuff that everybody likes to kind of get into and that podcasts aren't for everyone. And obviously, you know, we're uh, bare bones right now in our production levels, but you know, we're growing, we're increasing. And the only way we can do that is if our current listeners who are always fans of ours and um, hanging in there with us week after week, tell other people to get involved and to listen to. And it might be your friends who have kids. I mean, remember, like, that's one of our tenants here at Not The Mama. That's what kind of separates us from other child-free sites because we really are creating a bridge between understanding, first, that you can make the choice to be a parent or not, and second, um, what that looks like for you as a child-free person, and then third, how you maintain your relationships with your friends and family who have kids because it's irrational to think that you can only just have people in your life who are child-free too. You know, just as we want to be accepted by our friends with kids, we, you know, want to accept them as well. Um, a great example is obviously our artistic director, Alex. She, her best friend has kids and she finally did listen and she was like, oh, it's kind of great because it's different than what I thought you were going to be talking about. And it is, it's true. This isn't just a podcast for people who are child free. It's a podcast for finding that community and making that space. And if you have friends who have kids and you know that they love you, but you might not be able to fully communicate your thoughts yet about if you are going to have children or not, loop them into this conversation. Talk about what you like about it. Talk about what you hate about it. Be annoyed by my of my laugh together. You know, whatever is going to bring you together is going to help us as well. And you are so important for us building this community. So please, please, please share this with people. Spark the conversation. I know it can be scary because it is so personal, but I promise you, you'll be surprised by what you gain when you start to have this conversation with others. Um, so follow along at Not The Mama Media on Instagram, like our posts, share our posts, put them in your story. Like, you know, that's very low impact as far as getting the word out. It It's not going to live on your feed forever. You know, it's an, you can delete it too. But if you like a piece of our art, share it and let others see it so that we can expand what we're trying to do. And we have a lot of awesome things coming up this year. So I'm super pumped about what's to come. I'm very excited about our guest next week. I'm not going to say who she is, um, but I think everyone's going to like it. Uh, It's a new type of guest for Not The Mama. So get into it. Get pumped. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, you'll be hearing a regular pod on Thursday. Bye.